hello there, my friends, and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio. We come to you live every Thursday at four o'clock Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss our live broadcast, we offer you an encore show on Fridays, 6 a.m. commuter time for the West Coast and 9 a.m. for East Coast. So thank you for tuning in to be with me. I like to bring you all kinds of topics around the stories you live by, the stories you're writing, and the creativity you are taking on. I am a writing coach and teacher. I live in Seattle, Washington, and I have helped over 12,000 people at this point write their essays, their articles, their blogs, their podcasts, their TED Talks, and even their books. That's right. Full-length, beautiful books. Right now, I just want to give a shout out to Jill, whose book came out in beautiful Palantino print earlier this week. It, uh, I received my signed copy. Actually, maybe that was last week. I received my signed copy in the mailbox, and it is one of those things that brings me to tears. I think back on the first moment when the, the student said, you know, I've got this idea for a book. It's the first thing I think of when I hold their book in my hands. And the next thing I think of is, when did they say that to me? And in Jill's case, I don't think it was even a full year. So she is celebrating and doing her happy dance as she should. We also had a couple other celebrations where another student uh, finished an ebook, meaning a digital copy that goes for sale off the website. We'll be having a commercial for that real soon and can make announcements around that. And we also have someone that launched their new brand, which brings me to today's topic. We're going to talk about personal branding. And this is something that interests people where they're, they're writing books or doing anything at all creative, anything at all. The more you understand your personal branding, the easier it's going to be for you to represent yourself in the world and feel confident and feel at ease and enjoy it. It takes all the so-called work out of it because you're just matching up how you identify with what you do and the impression that you desire to make. It's one of those things that might take a little practice at first because you've probably heard of this thing called imposter syndrome. Most people feel like if I step into something new, do I really belong in this identity? Am I an imposter out here? So what I want to work out for you today are those kinks and those struggles that go through your mind when you are doing your very 
best in the world. You're showing up in your brand. You are bright. You are shiny. And that little thought comes in and says, do I belong here? Should I be doing this? We're going to talk about how to make that brand really reflect your values so that you're standing on nice, solid ground with whatever it is you are promoting. Like I said, I help people with their their books, their blogs, their brands, their podcasts, their speeches, but you might be doing something that is equally creative that I haven't mentioned. Maybe you are a painter and you're creating your brand. Maybe you're a musician and you're creating your brand. Maybe you're an interior designer. Whatever you are standing for, there is a part of your identity that originally wanted this brand. So I'm going to give you some examples today, and I'm going to encourage you to call in if you want to talk about your brand. Our number here is 1-888-298-5569, or you can write to me. My email address is askcoachdebbie, and Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Ask Coach Debbie is all one word, D E B B Y. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. And just send in that question, and I will get to you during the show. We take a little break at 20 minutes past and 40 minutes past, and that's often a good time to get that question into me. So many people say, well, what is a brand for? A brand is is really a way that you capture your identity and the impression you want to make. So let's just talk about how some famous people have branded themselves. For one, we have a gentleman, a writer that many people know when I was teaching at the college. And I would ask people, who is your favorite author? About 50% of my students between the ages of 16 and 25 chose this gentleman as their favorite author. It was someone I wasn't that familiar with, so I had to become familiar. But you might know, and that is, are you ready? Stephen King. Stephen King. Probably 50% of the students I taught under the age of 25 said their favorite author was Stephen King. Now, just in terms of branding, I found this very interesting because at the college, you can choose what teacher you want. And if we look at Stephen King's branding, and if we look at my branding, Coach Debbie's branding, Uh, The two couldn't be further from each other. Stephen King, he's going to scare the woolies out of you. Ooh, he is good, 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 good with vocabulary that will just have you shivering in your seat. 
Is that what my brand's about? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I am not here to scare the life out of you. Stephen King, he is awful. He is also hugely, hugely prolific. He can turn out up to two books a year. Is Coach Debbie turning out two books a year? Nope. She's turning out a podcast a week. She's turning out three classes a week. She's turning out five independent one-on-one coaching sessions a week. But she's not, no, no, not two books a year over here. Uh-uh. That's Stephen King. How much writing does Stephen King do in a week? About, when he is creating a book, about 40 hours a week. Now, I haven't read a recent article by him, but in the years 2000 all the way up to 2016, when my students were big fans of his and I was in the classroom every day, I read a lot of his articles. And there were many, many times when he said writing a book is no different than buckling up and going to work. It's a a 40-hour-a-week job. That's what he said. And I thought, wow. Now, spoiler, I do not teach my students to write 40 hours a week, but I'm not against it. If that's your brand, if that's your way of creating your words on paper, follow Stephen King. He will lead you right down the path of putting out 40 hours a week of writing. But if you want to follow my brand, absolutely a 180 degree difference. I'm going to encourage you to take time with your spiritual practice first and then invest a good 30 minutes of focused writing on whatever that is that you are creating your book, your blog, your article, your class content, your speech, we're very different. We have different branding. I like to work with people that are writing memoirs. Stephen King likes to work with people that are very adventurous. They're willing to scare you. Did you ever see Stephen King's Uh, Well, it was made into a movie. I'm sure he had a huge role in that. But he wrote the book, The Shining, that was made into a movie. Wildly successful. I have, oh, I have about 14 minutes of commitment into that movie. I I can't, I can't do it. It's it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's really scary. And even in the very early, I mean, 14 minutes worth, that's all I need to be really, really scared. But if you like that, you will be attracted to his brand. Most of you that have visited his website, you'll go there and you'll see him in a, a plaid flannel shirt or a, a t-shirt with his feet up on the desk. He's very casual. I'm not quite that casual. I like things a little more spruced up. That's branding. 
Stephen King would be happy to invite you to, you know, a little a little retreat out in the woods, camping overnight, kind of get your senses going and and feel how dangerous it is to be alone where there's bears. Not me. No, I'm going to take you to a four or five star hotel and we're going to drop a few bucks to have a really high end experience. We're very, very different. Neither of us are right or wrong. We just have a very different brand. We're just really good at what we do. I'm no good at scaring the life out of you. And he might not feel so comfy putting himself up at the Fairmont Hotel and inviting six other people to get intimate and share their personal story and start getting it out on paper. That might not be his groove. Now, to his defense, I just want to say I didn't review any of this content with him. I have incredible regard for what he has done as a prolific writer for years and years and years. And um, I also want to say that because so many of my students were huge fans of his, I was compelled to learn about his brand. Now, one thing that brings us kind of closer together is that he wrote a book called On Writing. It's a brilliant book that basically tells you how his whole process of writing works and why it works for him. He doesn't really try to convert you into being like him, but he's just really into the straight talk of what got him to be who he is on that day that he was writing that book. And that was a a piece that really, really brought me into respecting him very much because, like I said, before my students had introduced me to him, I just knew him as a prolific writer that scares people. I really didn't know much more than that. <laughs> and I I didn't want to know much more because I don't like to be scared. But in getting to know more about his keyword brand, I became very respectful of all that he has done with his books and his words. And he will definitely be someone highly regarded and highly remembered. He's done an excellent job. So he is just one example that possibly many, many, many people have heard of. But anyone, writer, or creative of any type has a brand. The question is, are you nurturing it? Are you allowing your identity to come forward? And are you allowing yourself to make that impression on others? So some things we're going to talk about in the next two segments of this show is how do we get focused on a niche so that it brings out our brand? How is it that we become just a little more genuine 
as we work out our brand? In what ways are we working our story into our brand? How much importance should we put on consistency? And where do we need to be consistent? Uh, Over time, what's going to help us be memorable? Things like that. We're going to talk about over the next two segments of the show. If you are curious and want to spend a little more intimate time working out your brand, I am offering a retreat. It is this Sunday, March 27th. I heard the podcast from last week and realized I said it was on the 21st. It's not. It's on March 27th, and that is Sunday. I still have just a couple of seats left. And the price for this virtual retreat, which you can do from your couch with your jammies on if you choose, the price is $199. And if you choose after the retreat to go on and be a part of my group coaching, that $199 will be credited to three months of group coaching. So you have nothing to lose. The initial cost for the retreat is $199. It is this Sunday. We will start at 9.30 and go for about 2.5 to 3 hours Pacific time. But it's on Zoom, so you can join us from anywhere you like. And 9.30 Pacific time, so it will start 12.30 Eastern time. And well, let's see, what would that be? I think that would be uh, 6.30 in London, I think. But double check on that. If you want to learn more and get registered today, you can do so at CoachDebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And I would love, love, love to see you there. Right now, we're going to take just a little quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about your personal branding. Stay tuned. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Saving Great Animals, a Seattle-based dog rescue organization, matches families with dogs that are the best fit. Dogs that come from overcrowded animal control shelters, from abandonment or neglect. The key to Saving Great Animals' success is a trial adoption program, including training and counsel as needed. This way, you know you have the right dog before the adoption is final. Saving Great Animals relies solely on donations, so please visit Saving Great Animals animals.org today. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, 
We're talking about personal branding today. And in the first segment of the show, we looked at a noted writer. And so now I want to go forward and give you some examples of others who are very creative with their branding and um, just use some examples to, again, help you understand what it is and why it matters. When I was trying to come up with my own sort of stepping stone into what does it mean to start to create a personal brand, I wrote down that personal branding allows you to explore the identities of yourself as one who's exceptional in your favorite crowds. So let's look at that. It, there's words that are necessary in your branding, but part of the reason they're necessary is because you are exceptional in a particular field or a particular way. So let's try this. Let's say you came to me and you said, Coach Debbie, I want to write a book. My first thought would be, I'm going to need to learn right away about your personal branding. And I'm just going to sit across from you and I'm going to pay attention to the things you say to me. I'm going to pay attention to your body language and your words. That's my first step in noticing your personal branding. Because I'm looking at your identity. I'm looking at how you talk about what it is you want to write. So let's say you said, okay, I want to write a book. And I am, I think I must talk a lot about food on my show. I certainly have a deep love for food, so I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I do receive a lot of inquiry from people that want to do cookbooks or they want to do memoirs or they want to do books around nutrition. That, that whole camp uh, of people often come to me. So let's say you were one of them and you said, I have this idea for a book. And by the way, I am a nutritionist. I've worked with a few nutritionists before, a few or more. Right away, I would want to start to drill down into your brand. In other words, I would want to look at how do you as a nutritionist really focus on a specialty? How have you really niched yourself? So one person I brought on the show Mm, I want to say it was probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Her name was Autumn Bates. And I had discovered her on YouTube. And one of the reasons I called her was because I thought, geez, if she doesn't have a book in her already out on the page, I want to I wanna help her with this. She's brilliant. And what I noticed was that she is a, a nutritionist. She has uh, several letters behind her name. She's very educated. But what I noticed was she was really specific 
about her brand. Her brand identifies intermittent fasting as a tool for meeting weight loss goals. And she doesn't, she doesn't promote the idea of doing something fast or she doesn't promote counting calories. She doesn't promote how you should work out, although she'll, she'll on the sidelines show you things about that. But first, foremost, and right there in front of you, she talks about two things, intermittent fasting as a tool for weight loss. There's a million things you could talk about in the world of nutrition, but this is what she talks about. This is her understanding herself and the brand she has created. Now, you might think when I'm creating a brand, I don't want to just reach a very, very specific niche. I want to reach as many people as I can. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret here. The more you can be specific about what you do, the more people you will reach. And if you haven't lately counted how many people there are on the planet, uh, you might want to start doing so. And let me know when you get done. There's a lot of people here. And for you to help all the people you can, believe me, it is by niching down that brand, by really understanding the specifics of what you do well, that is going to help you do it even better. So let's just take a break from that brand and come on over to mine. Uh, in, in my area, we could start with something big and say, what is it that you do? Well, I work with writers. That, that's big. So maybe there's, let's just go for it. Maybe there's a billion people in the world that would like to improve their writing. All right. So we got to niche that down. Well, I work with people that want to write their books, their blogs, and their brands. Oh, my goodness. Okay, right there. There's a lot of people we're leaving out, right? There's all of those people that are in elementary school. There's all of those people that are saying, can you help me edit? There's all of those people that are saying, oh, I really need a writing teacher because I want to study screenplays. All that stuff. I'm, I'm, my brand isn't really specific to that. I help people with their books, their blogs, and their brands. Now, when you think about it, that's kind of a lot. But here's where it gets really cool. The same way I help people with their brands is the same way I help people with their blogs. And the same way I help people with their blogs is the same way I help people with their books. So if I wanted to, I could just say, I help you write your book. That's fine. If I wanted to, I could niche down even further and say, I help you write your self-help book. If I wanted to, I could niche down and say, I help you write your memoir. All of these things I have done 
when I have been doing a specific workshop where I wanted to be really on point so that the people that are serious about what I'm teaching know to follow me. So if you're out there thinking, wow, I really want to write a science fiction book. I'm going to follow Coach Debbie for a while. What you're going to find is I never talk about science fiction. So if you really want help with a science fiction book, at some point you're going to say, I've never heard her talk about it. And you're going to look elsewhere. Or maybe you're going to ask me, do you help people with science fiction? And I'm going to say, I don't. And let me recommend these two people who do. That's because I know people's branding. When you follow someone, you get to know their branding. They should make an impression on you. Their branding should physically, whether it's going to their website, whether it's going to the podcast, whether it's going to their workshops, they should physically show some consistency with their words, their phrasing. You'll notice uh, if you go to my website, which is coachdebbie.com, you'll see my favorite colors there, purples and blues and pinks and creams. Those are my favorite colors. They're the colors I wear. They're the colors on my website. They're the colors that evoke my common moods. You'll never see orange. You'll never see it on my body. You'll never see it on my website. You'll never see it on my book covers. It's, it's a really, uh, it's a powerfully hot color. And I'm just a little more chill in the pink zone. I'm a little more laid back in the blue zone. But I also have a certain seriousness about the craft. And again, that comes through in the, in the silvers and the blues. I learned a lot of this from my friend Annette Bond. Her brand as an image consultant is very consistent with her colors, her words, her availability, and the types of offerings she makes to her people. She, if you take one look at her, you would notice that she has a nice professional haircut. She often wears pearls. She often wears suits. And your mind is right away going to go to, aha, she helps the professional woman. And I would guess probably 80% of her business, or at least her history of business, is with the professional woman. You attract what you spend your time with. I'm not surprised that I attract people who love food because I love food. And I talk about it. I'm not surprised that I attract people who have a certain investment in recovery because I've spent a lot of time there and I talk about it. I'm not surprised that I attract people who are artists. I think of myself as an artist. I mean, before I was ever writing, when, when my feet could just 
barely touch the floor when I was sitting on the piano bench. My mother was teaching me classical scales. I, I was really hopeful of becoming an extraordinary pianist, just like my mother. I didn't. <laughs> I'm okay, you know, but I, I just said that in the present tense. When I was eight years old, I was okay. Nowadays, what I find is that I still relate very much to the notion of being creative, of being artistic, but I do it much more with words. I also, in my personal branding, I allow some of my awards to come forward. And this is, this is a little tricky. Is this something you go through with your own branding? There's times when you're like building a website or you're building a resume or you're connecting with a reference and they want to know your achievements. And it can be tricky. One that I'm trying to get comfortable saying is that I have a national award as an editor in chief. I was selected first place one year. I was also selected third place a few other years. But it's a little tricky to say that out loud, that I took first place. And so I find in my branding that it's sort of in the background, those awards. But what I'm advised by those who coach me is to bring it in the foreground. And I understand that it's important, but when we take those steps of first getting comfy with our words and comfy with the look of our brand and a little more comfy printing it out on a business card and then maybe even showing up to the job interviews or the networking events, then it just makes sense that you include those awards because it's part of where you have carried your brand. Now, for me, those awards were in the area of literary magazines. So in other words, it showed that I had some skills with fiction writing and the narrative essay and the personal essay and poetry and visual arts. But what it doesn't show are all those things that I'm actually not, if you ask me, I, I just don't lead with skill in areas such as science fiction or areas that our friend Stephen King leads, which is adventurous, scaring you out of your mind. <laughs> Those aren't my strong areas. I also have strengths in areas like psychology and philosophy. I talk a lot with my students about Joseph Campbell's philosophy of the hero's journey. I even had branding that said, the heroine's journey on my website at one point, and I'm thinking of bringing it back. I really like it. Branding is a way that helps people get to know you either simultaneously while they're meeting you or before they meet you. It's a way that they are able to understand you because you, you show your values through your branding. You show your likes and your competencies during your branding. 
if you're really good at branding, you're going to be consistent with the words that identify you. And you're going to do something that I think is essential. And that is you're going to bring your story. What makes you so unique? You're going to bring your story into the foreground. Now, this can scare the life out of people. But honestly, once you start to learn how to relate more to your own story, you will be very successful at branding. Those who want to follow you will. Those that align more with a different branding won't. But you won't take it personally. Because again, those that want to follow you will. So think about that while we go to our next break, but we're going to come right back and I'm going to give you some more examples around your personal branding. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for being here today while we are talking about your personal branding. If you are enjoying this topic or you have curiosities and questions about it and you'd like to explore it further, I would love for you to come to my virtual retreat this Sunday, March 27th, if you're listening live to the show. And you can find out the details for that at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. The investment for the retreat is $199, but as I have said on the website, if you choose to come, you will be credited that $199 if you move forward and go into group coaching. So check that out, and that is at CoachDebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y, and it is a three-hour it might not go the full three hours. We're going to have a Q&A the last 20 minutes, um, and we'll have a little break in there, but you can do it from home or a cozy hotel or outdoors if you get a, a, a signal, and um, I would love to have you join me. So, Michelle, I just want to say thank you for hanging out in the background there. I just noticed your question. 
Michelle says, about personal branding, you said we are to explore our vocabularies because it's supposed to match up with our expertise. I don't know for sure if I am an expert, but what I do know is that I had best have a logo and great colors and fonts and styles that represent me. But beyond that, I don't know how to show what is on the inside of me simply by putting out a great website. What are your tips here? Michelle, this is an excellent question. She's talking about, I get the sense Michelle has some training uh, in what branding is about. You're, you're really, as, as someone who is in touch with personal branding, you're bringing forward the beliefs, the values, the, the way you live, the things that matter most to you from inside of you to show up on the outside of you. For example, you want whatever you value about your way of living to show up. When someone goes to my website, one thing they find out is that I love to take people on retreats because I have a deep value around the idea of creating sanctuary and peacefulness to do your writing. I try to show pictures. In fact, I have some great pictures that are on the way to the website that capture peaceful images. I don't and I won't do branding that shows uh, a big auditorium full of lots of people and lots of light and hands going up in the air and loads of, of just energy flying because to me, that's someone else's way of teaching how to write your great novel. It's not my way. And, and that someone else's way isn't a bad way. It's just their way. And I want to show pictures of more intimate settings that shows my values on the inside. So Michelle, whatever it is you're branding, there are certain words that go with your own message. Some of my words are sanctuary and story and soulfulness and meditative. And what are some of my other words? The heroine's journey. Journey is a big, big word in my, my vocabulary. I like process. I like the idea that we are on a path toward product. And I call that path process. Other people, they're going to pick words that show more of their style. And their style might be more fiery than what I'm saying might be a more rapid, a quick style. Remember when I was sharing with you Autumn Bates and how her nutrition brand is specific to intermittent fasting as a tool for weight loss. That's really where her vocabulary 
um, is centered, you will see the word intermittent fasting and you will see the words weight loss all over her branding because that's where she's focused and she marries the two together. You'll see also words like walking and stretching and weight training. And you'll see words like uh, protein, fats, and fiber. She puts together a lot. But she's really consistent that what she does is really specific. And she repeats her main words again and again and again. I've noticed on her YouTube channel, and I think this will be helpful to you, Michelle, that on her YouTube channel, she almost always films from her kitchen. Now, that's really extraordinary for her brand. She could film from a gym. But then at that point, I would expect her brand to focus more on movement and less on fasting and what we do put in our body and the timing around that and how it promotes weight loss. Because the first place I think of when I'm thinking of intermittent fasting is the place where my refrigerator is. (laughs) You know, it's just natural for me. So you want, uh, Michelle, you do, you want to be thinking about the, the logo and the colors and the website and the image, but also start with who is Michelle in this profession or who is Michelle with this expertise? How can you niche down, Michelle, what it is you do? I was talking recently about a gentleman that I thought I would bring to the show and I might bring to the show later. He really surprised me with his brand. One thing I could see immediately from his Instagram account was that he specialized in handstands. Something I came to know as I went deeper into his brand is that as a young person, he was a martial artist and a a calisthenics something expert. Uh, Something that I did not know until I read his bio is that his father was a renowned athlete. So we could say it kind of ran in the family. But one thing, one thing I would never, ever know, ever, except for the fact that he told me, is that he's a seven-figure earner by niching his brand down to teaching how to do the perfect handstand. Now, he is skilled in athletics far beyond the handstand, but he found something that shows his expertise. Now, if you are at all um, on par with that level of athletics, you know the perfect handstand requires tremendous core strength. So right away, you probably know that his brand is going to show us how we start there 
or how we take care of what we put in our body so that our body performs for us. We're probably going to anticipate learning a little about nutrition or maybe even about sleep, Uh, maybe even about being in nature. I don't really know. But that, that spans outwardly. That's the information he can bring to you now that he's caught your attention with all those handstands. It's a little tricky diving into what you live by, that branding on the inside and showing it on the outside. But I would say that is the impression you are making with your brand. Some people, let's just go with musicians for a moment. Some people, when they exude their brand, they like to show it with uh, a nice suit. I noticed when I was first learning about Herbie Hancock, the pictures I saw of him, he was always dressed very nicely. He uh, would include himself or himself and one or two other people. But you never saw, at least in the, in the 90s, the, the branding photos I saw, you never saw images of the crowd. You never saw images of, for example, his family. He was really focused on how he took his craft very seriously and the people he worked with. And that was a way of really niching down his brand and bringing forward the idea that if you want to come and see me play, you know, you might you might pay a little more than, you know, someone who is tremendously casual or who doesn't even have a website back there in the 90s, because that was kind of a new thing. The internet was new, and so therefore websites were altogether new. But I remember, I remember noticing that he was very specific and consistent over the several years I was following him. Now, you might take someone like, let's take Daryl Hall uh, from the band Hall and Oates. If you were to follow his brand today, he would show you some footage from those days when he um, he was touring and probably in, gosh, I don't know how many different countries per year. Now, if you go to his website, you're going to see more around his home in Hawaii, his studio, some of the up-and-coming artists he plays and, and focuses with, some of the recordings he's done to make newer artists be known. It's very laid back. But, of course, the skill is still there, and he has expanded beyond pop. So there he's trying to show you this is my new branding. This is the new Daryl Hall. It comes forward. Things that he believed in long ago, 
like community are still very strong, but the pictures look a little different. If you want to come back to writers as we finish up this segment of our show today, I would encourage you to just think about these two writers and take a look at their website. I'm I'm not in any way uh, paid to talk about this. These are just two writers that you might be familiar with. One is Elizabeth Gilbert, and she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And when I go to her website, I just see something very general. It's it's book forward. You see pictures of her latest book before you see anything else. You actually have to do a little clicking to get to her bio. And once you do, you come to a, a black and white page, and even the headshot of her is a smiling image of her in black and white. Now, if you know a little about Melissa Gilbert, you know she is a really vibrant person. So her website is not necessarily on par with her personal branding, but it could be that she's using her website more or less to show you her latest books and to tell you about her events, because that's what's forward. Now, if you go to Barbara King Soliver, who has published, oh, geez, maybe even 20 books at this point, uh, the Poison Wood Bible, uh, the Bean Trees, uh, the Prodigal... Oh, I'm the title. She has so many titles. If you go to her website, you are going to see her, Barbara King Solver, at her best. You're going to see her in nature, something that she over and over again identifies with. You're going to see lovely headshots of her looking wise and intelligent and the commander of the narrative. When you go to her website, she is forward. When you go to Elizabeth Gilbert's website, her books are forward. That's a choice in personal branding. There's so many choices you get to make. The beauty of it is the more you know about you and the more you know about how you want to express yourself and the impression you want to make, the more who you are and your branding are going to align. So again, I'm offering a retreat on this. I'd love for you to join me. Look it up at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And I'll be back with you next Thursday with a brand new topic. So until then, my friends, namaste. Namaste.